Welcome back to the Sarby County Tourism pregame show. Jake Eisenberg with you getting set for a 5-15 first pitch between the Omaha Storm Chasers and the Columbus Clippers. Game one of his six-game series at Huntington Park. It's the Chasers' first and only trip out to Huntington Park this season. And we're now joining the Sarby County Tourism pregame show by the radio voice of the Columbus Clippers, the esteemed Ryan Mitchell. Ryan, thanks for joining us. It's been a while since we've seen you. We saw the Clippers at Warner Park twice in the first half of the season, but haven't seen you since late June. How are you? How's the team? Well, I'm doing fine, and the team is is doing probably better than that. Uh, second place, second best record in AAA, uh, but unfortunately this year, second best record doesn't get you anything if you're not playing in the right division. So uh, the Clippers trying to run down Nashville. We only played the Sounds one head-to-head series. They came here to Huntington Park and really laid the wood to Columbus for five straight days. The Clippers won the finale. Um, but that was an interesting series because Nashville has such a veteran pitching staff. They were able to kind of pitch to a young Clippers hitting team in a way that other teams haven't been able to. So offensively, nobody scored more runs than Columbus this year. They don't strike out very much. They walk a ton, although that has changed since we saw you last due to a lot of the personnel shift. Will Benson in the major leagues was the leadoff hitter here, still leads the league in on-base percentage. Uh, Tyler Freeman is a guy that got on base a lot, getting hit by pitch as much as anything else. Um, but the team dynamic has changed. They don't walk as much as they used to. They strike out a little bit more. The power is still good. Like every AAA team, about halfway through the season, a sea change in terms of the personnel. A lot of prospects on this team. Now, I think there are six or seven of the top ten prospects, according to Baseball America, on this team right now, which is very unusual for a AAA team. It's made for a lot of exciting games. No game is over until it's over for the Clippers. So right now the team is trying to run down Nashville. There's not a whole lot of time left, and and that's a pretty good sounds team. So the odds aren't great, but the spirits are high. Well, for starters, it's a good window into the Nashville Sounds. That's the team that the Storm Chasers don't see at all this year. In fact, haven't seen the Sounds for each of the last two years now, finally back on the schedule in 2023. But for the Clippers, two and a half games back with now basically two and a half weeks left to play. Is that playoff push, is that a palpable feeling that you see in the clubhouse or, or during games that, that desire to really chase down Nashville and get there? At the AAA level, it is always an individual thing. There are some times where the entire team has really bought in and, and you can feel that push. This is really the first time that it's a push toward what it's a push toward, right? A, a, a one-game playoff for the International League Championship and then a one-game playoff for the PCL championship. It's not a playoff series on the line. Um, so there's a different feeling. But I think I think the team down there and the coaching staff down there has started to catch that playoff fever a little bit, seeing that, listen, we were four and a half games out, five and a half games out. Now it's been closed down to two and a half. Nashville just lost a series to the worst team in AAA baseball, the Charlotte Knights. And so that is a team that can be beat. So there definitely is... A, a feeling down there that, hey, we just need one more little push to get over the hump. It's unfortunate that the playoffs are set up the way that they are, so maybe the best second-best team in AAA doesn't make them. But that also can be one of the things that makes it exciting. We're chatting here with Ryan Mitchell on the Sarby County Tourism pregame show. First pitch at 5.15 tonight at Huntington Park. This Clippers team, the AAA affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians, has some similarities to the Omaha Storm Chasers, the AAA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, in terms of age. The, the Guardians are the youngest team in Major League Baseball. The Royals right now, I believe, are the second youngest team in Major League Baseball. Is that youth something you've seen that's trickled 
down from the major league level or trickled up from here to the Guardians this season? Yes, both. Uh, you know, as, as I look at, at our roster here in Columbus, there's a lot of 21. There's a lot of 22-year-olds here. We do not have a player 29 years of age on this Clippers roster. The, the Cleveland Guardians are younger than the average AAA team. And the average age of AAA teams over the past couple of years is much lower than it's ever been. The, you know, we were talking earlier about a player like a Mike Hessman or a Dan Johnson. Those guys are very few and far between in AAA. And even just a, a few years ago, every team had a couple of those guys. Last year, the Clippers had Ryan LaVarnway. Um, but our oldest player, we have two 28-year-olds on this team, and everybody else is 27 or younger. So it's a very, very young squad. And every, the, the Guardians have had 15 players make their major league debut this year. That's an incredible number. And so when you take somebody from AAA, we haven't had a lot of players coming back down from the major leagues. There's been a lot of, of designating for assignment. Uh, you know, a guy like Fran Mil Reyes was just jettisoned uh, because he wasn't playing well. So the influx hasn't come from the majors. It's come up from AA. And so we continue to be an extremely young team. And, and that goes back to what I was talking about with Nashville. There's not a lot of high-end experience here to battle with a veteran pitching staff that is going to mix and match and try and locate. There's a lot of, here's my swing, here's what I'm going to do, and try and make it play, and then maybe adjust later on. So that's where this team, when there have been struggles, that's where it's come against pitchers that uh, have been around the block several times and know how to approach maybe over-aggressive young hitters. Incredibly, this Clippers roster has four players that were born in this millennium. Not to make you feel old or, frankly, me feel old or anyone listening feel old, but that's the truth. There are four players on this Clippers roster that were born after December 31st, 1999. And so those four guys, Bo Naylor, Gabriel Arias, who we saw last year, Brian Rocchio, and George Valera, who's one of the top prospects in the Cleveland organization, how have those four particularly acquitted themselves at the highest level of minor league baseball? Well, Arias, as you mentioned, was here all of last year and hit over 280. had 18 home runs. Baseball America just came out with their uh, their best defensive players at positions, and he was called the best defensive shortstop in the International League. He's only played shortstop three or four games over the past four weeks because Brian Rocchio has come up from Double A and is a shortstop as well. And the Guardians are trying to round out Gabriel Arias defensively. So he's playing left field. He's playing first base. He's played second base and third base this year. Um, I think they want to increase his versatility for value at the major league level. He's still a very young kid. Uh, we've not really. Brian Rocchio can pick it. He's a very good shortstop. I don't know if he's got the high end arm that Arias has, but great quickness, um, good feet, leads his feet well to get to baseballs. We've seen that so far. Um, the jury is still out on George Valera due to the short amount of time he's been here, but he's hitting a lot of home runs. Uh, so there is definitely that. Plays the corner outfield. Um, but there's there's more to be seen from Valera before you can make really a, a solid judgment on him. I think Bo Naylor's been here long enough that I can say he can play. Um, he's His batting average has come down significantly over the past several weeks, but it has not really affected his power. He had three home runs in the last series at Louisville, slugging almost 500, and he can absolutely handle the catching position. The Cleveland Guardians, for many, many years, have put a premium on defense and game calling at the expense of offense at the major league level. I don't know if Naylor is is quite to that tier defensively yet. I think he, he definitely can throw from behind home plate. He seems to handle pitches very well. Not a lot of pass balls, uh, moves well, blocks a lot of things in the dirt. 
but his bat is going to be exciting for for Guardians fans. And you know, it could be as soon as next year. Um, their catching situation will be in flux for next year, so I think Naylor is a guy they really want to be a part of that. With the two that you mentioned, Arias and Rokio, there are a bevy of middle infield prospects, and they're going to have to do something with them. They don't have 40-man spots for some guys they're going to have to add, so the, the thought all year has been they've got to package some of these guys to trade for something, whether it be a starting pitcher or, or a first baseman, whatever the case may be. But they're going to have to figure something out because the Guardians are currently, and especially over the offseason, are going to be in a major 40-man roster crunch. Finishing up here with the voice of the Columbus Clippers, Ryan Mitchell on the Sarpy County Tourism pregame show. One guy who's been with the Clippers all season long, a little bit older than the guys we were just talking about, is right-hander Peyton Battenfield, who the Chasers are scheduled to see tomorrow. What's been the most impressive thing about Peyton Battenfield taking them out week after week after week as consistently as he has? Well, that, that was the word I was going to use was consistency. Um, he did go to the major leagues but did not pitch. When the team went to Toronto, he was a, uh, a replacement for James Karinchak. Because it was a COVID thing, he was not added to the 40-man roster. He's the third player to go to the major leagues this year for the Clippers who went up to the majors and came back and was not added to the 40-man roster because of the COVID protocols. Uh, But he's just been so consistent. He's low 90s with his fastball and doesn't strike out a ton, although his last several starts, two or three in a row now, the strikeouts have gone way, way up. And I don't know if that's a function of pitch selection or the opponent. Louisville is a team that strikes out a ton. Um, and so obviously you're going to get some there. But the way he goes about his business, he's just very, very consistent every single day in what he wants to do, and he, he mixes his pitch selection well and locates um, and, and does it really without one of those things that opens your eyes and makes you say, wow. Um, and that's, that's a guy, typically, when you have somebody that can pitch, they can pitch anywhere. So there are major league innings in his future. Ryan, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time and the download on the Columbus Clippers. Talk to you through the window here, and let's enjoy a ball game tonight. Absolutely. How about we enjoy six over the next six days? Sounds great. That's Ryan Mitchell, voice of the Columbus Clippers on the Sarby County Tours and Pregame Show. Starting lineups are next, then first pitch at Huntington Park right here on 1180 The Zone.